What's up, everybody? I hope everyone's having a great day, and thank you for tuning into a new episode of The Sports Raid. Before we get started, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about one of our sponsors, BLK Water. BLK Water is a fulvic mineral water with a great amount of electrolytes, antioxidants, a high pH plus level, and is all natural. It comes in amazing different flavors and has amazing health benefits. So if you want black water and amazing flavors, just go over to blkwater.com and use code BLKRAID for 20% off any purchase. Thank you guys and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er. The process is complete. It's complete. There is no more process. The process is complete. There is no excuses at this point. This is a championship team. And if they don't win a championship in the next two years, the process was a failure. It's simple as that. There is no two ways around it anymore. We can't sit here and make excuses for anybody anymore. The process is complete. It should have been completed a long time ago, but, you know, well, it'll all be worth it if they can pull it out this year. But welcome to episode 24 of the Sports Raid. I'm Cole Thompson, your host once again. You know I got a rep. Basketball season is heating up, but we do have to close out football season with this weekend. It is Super Bowl 56, the Rams and the Bengals. We'll get into trade deadline news from the NBA. Talk about that. Talk about my thoughts. And then we'll talk about the um, Super Bowl and the NFL season. And it's closing out, unfortunately, but it was a great year and it must come to an end. Let's start off, though, with the NBA. Well, we're not going to start off with that. We're going to start off with another trade that, I, uh, that I'm interested in. And that was the Kings-Pacers trade. Now, if you don't know, I was a huge advocate for if we can't get James Harden Damian, or Damian Lillard, I wanted Tyrese Halliburton. I was a little upset when he got traded to Pacers and not us. But at the end of the day, I mean, it did work itself out because we got James Harden. But let's just take a look at what this trade involved. So Sabonis so was, the, was the big portion of this. It was Sabonis and Halliburton were the, probably the big pieces on this trade. So the Kings, the Pacers sent Halliburton or sent Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a protected 2023 second round pick to the Kings for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. It's rumored that Tristan Thompson is going to get a buyout, become a free agent, and want to sign with a contender. Tyrese Halliburton, he's probably, he was, he was, he's such, I just think he's such a good player. I love his potential and way he can progress in his career and the way I think he will continue to progress. And I really hope that Indiana doesn't do him dirty. Um, Buddy Heald will probably be gone in the next, probably in the offseason more than likely from what I'm hearing. They tried to flip him back at the deadline. It didn't work out. But all in all, I think it was a very good trade for both sides. Um, the Kings, I don't know where they're sitting. I got to check the standings. I mean, I know the Kings are sitting where they're fighting for a potential playing spot and they needed to make a move and get somewhat of a star. He was an all Sabonis was an all-star last year, had a great year. He's having a pretty good year this year, too. Um, the Kings are sitting currently at 12. They are currently. Uh where are they? They're oh, they're two games back of the play-in. So they're gonna be fighting for a playing spot, and they had to make a move. They had to get a somewhat of a star player. I would consider Sabonis a star. He's not a superstar, but Sabonis, I mean, he's a great player. All in all, a great overall player. I think it was a great trade for both sides. And the Pacers, they knew that they're, they, they, they weren't doing anything. I mean, they're sitting 
where are they right now? I mean, they're eight games back of the plan. There's nothing really they, they're going to do this year. They're, the year was kind of a wash for them. They had to get younger. They had to get young talent, and they did. They did get that in Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Buddy Heald, they're going to be able to get a little something for him. Tristan Thompson was kind of just probably to match cap, but, and, you know, even it out, make sure the trade could go through. So, oh, no, I don't think about trade for the side. A trade that did interest me, though, kind of shocked me, was the Wizards-Mavericks trade that involved Kristaps Porzingis. I didn't even know Kristaps was going to get moved. I really thought the Mavericks were going to ride it out. But I just, I mean, it sucks because he when they traded for him, it was he was a, such a good trade for him. I was really excited to see him and Luke, and they just didn't work out. They just didn't work out, Luca and Kristaps. So Dallas will receive Spencer Didwitty and David Burntans for Kristaps Porzingis in a future second round pick. Kind of just a swap of Spencer Dinwiddie and Kristaps Porzingis, who I think are on the same level right now. I mean, Kristaps, he had the same problem with Ben Simmons. Just didn't fall, just didn't do much. So, I mean, I, I understand why Dallas moved on. And the Wizards, you know, also had to make a move. They had to make a move because they're sitting right at the playing brink, too. They're right about to be a playing team as well. They're a game back from the playing, so they had to make a move if they wanted to find their way in especially with Bradley Beal out for what seems to be probably the rest of the season. So all in all, I think another great trade for both sides. Now here's the big one. Here's the big one I want to talk about as a Sixers fan. James Harden and Paul Millsap are going to Philadelphia in exchange for Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks, one in 2027 that is top eight protected. I see a lot of Sixers fans sitting there saying they gave up too much. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. You had to do something now. Where were you going to get with Seth Curry and Andre Drummond? You were going to get a first or second round exit. When I talked to Kata Hoth a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, that's exactly what we discussed is if they didn't make a move at the deadline to get another star or another another superstar, another big-time scorer, they, they were going to be a first or a second round exit. But they made the move. They got who they needed to get. And now – the Sixers are a championship contending team. The Sixers should be the favorite to get out of the East. For the Nets, James Harden didn't want to be there. You had to get something. You gave up a lot for him. You got two first-round picks. You got a potential superstar in Ben Simmons if he learns to – if he stopped being a head case. He was never going to work in Philly. So even if he becomes a star in um, Brooklyn, he was never going to work in Philly. He was never going to be a superstar. It just wasn't going to work out. You got a shooter in Seth Curry. You got a uh, big man that you desperately needed in Andre Drummond so you don't start Nick Claxton every night. You got some draft capital back that you gave up so much for when you got um, James Harden. I think it was a successful trade from the Sixers. And the Nets. I think the Nets are pro- – I don't, I don't see the Nets contending for a title this year. Well, I, I don't. But – I mean, I, I genuinely think the Sixers are going to get a one or two seed. That's where I would see them. They're going to get a one or two seed, and I think that they're going to end up going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And more than like, I'm picking – honestly, I'm, am I a little biased? Absolutely. I'm picking the Sixers to win the title. The Sixers will win the NBA title this year. I genuinely think so. There's no excuse. The process is complete. 
We've trusted it for years, eight, nine, 10 years now. It is over. There is no more trust the process, no more this, that. Simple as this, this is your time. These next two years are your prime time to bring a title back to Philly. I don't want to hear any more excuses. Didn't work out Jimmy Butler. We somehow survived that. We then we should have had Jimmy Butler, but all in all, it could work itself out better now that we uh, if we get now that we have James Harden. Now that we have James Harden, it all could work itself out better. We have a chance right now to complete the process and make everything that Hanky, Colangelo, Brand, Doc, Brett Brown, all the fans, everybody that's waiting and sat there and wait that's been a part of this process. Whether they've succeeded or failed, they've helped lead us to this point to now win the title. This is a championship contending team, and we should be winning the title. This duo is the best duo in basketball. You have a guy, the guy who's having the best uh, league in the NBA has been the best player in the league this year in Joel Embiid. And then you have a top seven player in the world in James Harden. What else could you ask for? What else could the Sixers ask for? A shooter? You, James Harden can shoot. Joel Embiid can shoot. And now Tobias Harris is going to be more productive because he doesn't have to be the second option because Tobias Harris isn't a second option. He's a third option. And I'm fine with that. We got a guy in there. Tobias Harris is going to excel. Tyrese Maxey is going to not have to play point guard um, or James Harden's not going to play point guard. One of them won't, one of them will. And Tyrese Maxey is going to learn from a Hall of Fame player, a Hall of Fame guard in James Harden. Tyrese Maxey is going to play better. He's going to develop more. Joe, uh, Tobias Harris's productivity is going to go up. Joel Embiid's going to play better. Everybody's going to, I don't even know if Joel Embiid really can play better, but he's going to continue to do what he's going to do. This is a championship team. They need to take advantage of this opportunity. They need to strike while the iron is hot. Speaking of championships, let's talk about the football championship, the Super Bowl. I know I kind of just breezed over basketball a little bit. Listen, I really, I've been, once football season's over, it's well, after next week's episode when I talk, re, uh, review the Super Bowl and the NFL season and stuff, other than uh, NBA, uh, NFL free agency, it's going to be mainly basketball. It's going to be mainly basketball, college and professional. So my basketball fans, we're almost there. We're almost there. But for the NFL, Super Bowl Sunday is here. A phenomenal season. We got an extra week of football, a crazy season that I saw a lot of things that went that I didn't think were going to happen. But it is here. The Cincinnati Bengals, the true underdogs, have made it here. A team that had the same odds to win the Super Bowl as the goddamn Jets are now facing off against the Los Angeles Rams, the Avengers of the Super Bowl, of the NFL. All the star power they have will meet. It's SoFi, 6 o'clock on Sunday, to play for the Super Bowl. And I could not be more excited, more excited. Do I look like Joe Burrow? Honestly, my roommate said I look like Joe Burrow. My friends at school say I look like Joe Burrow. So I just want to know, like, with the, I have this Cartier glasses, the same glasses he has. Anyway, so it's time. It's time to discuss Super Bowl. Listen, I'm going to look at each positional matchup. And, tell, and give you my thoughts. We'll start off with the most uh, important position in this game. The most important position is the quarterback. Joe Burrow versus Matthew Stafford. All in all, 
it's going to be a dogfight. They're both going to have phenomenal games. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think they're both going to light up the defenses, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think they're both going to throw multiple touchdowns. Both teams are going to – both kickers are going to come out and kick multiple field goals. Getting into why I think on the score later. But all in all, I'm going to give the edge to Joe Burrow in this one. I think Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback, but I think Joe Burrow is having a better run. I think Joe Burrow knows that this is the time for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. This is the time for him to make history and being the first player to win the Heisman National title and the Super Bowl. I think Joe Burrow knows that he doesn't have the offensive line that Matthew Stafford has. He doesn't have the Avengers with him. Yeah, he has a phenomenal weapons, but it's not at the level. I mean, Cooper Cup and Odell are just are playing unreal. But, I mean, if you watch that conference title game, you watch that time, Joe Burrow makes some plays just – or Patrick Mahomes-type plays that it's just more shocking because he doesn't do it as regularly. I'm taking Joe Burrow over Matthew Stafford in this one. By the way, I'll also say my MVP prediction is the quarterback of the team I'm going to say who's going to win. Running back matchup. You got Joe Mixon versus Cam Akers and Sonny Michelle. Got to go Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's a top seven, top ten running back in the NFL. He's been a beast for most of this year. He's been a huge threat out of the backfield catching the ball, too. He stepped up a lot in his receiving game this season. I'm going to give the edge to the running backs of the Bengals. I mean, it's really Joe Mixon. I mean, Samaj Piran will probably get a few touches, but Joe Mixon is the main workhorse of the Bengals. Let's look at the receiver matchup. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd versus... Cooper Cup, Odell, Van Jefferson. I'm going to give the edge to the Rams on this one because how big Odell's been in the playoffs with touch, catching multiple, so many touchdowns. He's just been a huge asset to the uh, to the Rams. And Cooper Cup said the best had was 21 yards away from having the greatest receiving uh, season we've ever seen. He made two huge catches, broke free, and got open in. Um, against the Bucs to get that, to help um, they get through that round. Yeah, the offense looked a little rough against the 49ers. But at the end of the day, I'm going to take the receivers of the Rams. Listen, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, they're going to all play phenomenal. They're all going to play phenomenal. But I, I think the edge goes to Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup and the um, and the Rams on this one. Tight ends, interesting. I don't know who's playing. Uh, I'm going to bank off CJ Uzama and Tyler Higby both playing. Or it looks like Tyler Higby's not going to play. Um, I don't, geez, who are the backup tight ends? Well, I don't know the backup tight end for the Bengals and the Rams. I really should have looked into that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm usually really good about this stuff. I made a mistake. School's been a lot. I've been dealing, I've been doing a lot of school lately. All right. Cut me some slack. I'm going to go based off Uzama and Higby playing. Don't really know much about them. I think they're on the same level. I'm going to call a tie. We're going to call a tie on the tight ends. We're going to call a tie on the tight ends. It's just, I don't know who's there. I don't know who's there. So let's look at the offensive line. This is going to be a huge factor. 
I'm obviously the edge is going to go to the Rams. The Rams have a way better offensive line, but this is going to be a factor is if the Bengals let Joe Burrow get sacked nine, 10 times, they're going to lose. This is the Rams. This isn't the Titans. This isn't the chiefs. You have to protect Joe Burrow. You cannot leave him stranded out there. You have to protect him. You need to play the best. We saw what happens last year when you don't protect your quarterback. Even if you're the better team and they're not, they're not the better team. They're not. The better team is the Rams because they have a better defense. We'll get to that later. But you have to protect Joe Burrow. If you can't, you can give up three, four sacks, maybe five at most. You can't give up seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 sacks. You can't. You got to be able to protect Joe Burrow and give him time to make plays. Give him, and Joe Burrow can make plays with his legs. We saw it on uh, against the Chiefs. He can. Joe Burrow has to, but he has to be smart about when he makes plays with his legs. He has to be smart about it. He can't just run around. Just because, oh, I think I'm in trouble. Let me go. They have to protect Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow needs to be smart with his legs. If they do that, they can limit the pressure of the Rams, limit Aaron Donald, limit Leonard Floyd, limit those guys, slow them down a little bit. Don't let them get in Joe Burrow's face in a half a second and make him make a decision immediately. Give him time. Let the play develop. Bengals are going to have a shot on the defensive end, though. Two great defenses. Two defenses that have played great. The Rams are a bunch of guys who are good and who came together all bought in and have played great. The Rams are a bunch of superstars on defense. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, all those guys. Obviously, the edge goes to the Rams. Jamar Chase versus uh, Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey is a great matchup. Cooper Cup's going to absolutely torch Eli Apple. I got to go with the bang. I got to go with the Rams defense. But you don't have to if you if. It's going to come down to if the offensive line of the Bengals can keep the Rams defense in check, not let them constantly be getting at Joe Burrow immediately, ripping him in shreds, ripping him apart, breaking his liver. You cannot let that happen. You've got to give Joe Burrow a chance. You've got to protect Joe Burrow. You've got to give them a chance. Now here's the moment we've all been waiting for. My Super Bowl predictions. Who will win Super Bowl? Simple as this. I think the Rams, the Bengals, the Bengals offensive line plays the best game that they've played all year. I think the Rams still get their pressure there. But I think Joe Shiesty gets the job done. And he's also my Super Bowl MVP. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl by a score of 37 to 31. No, sorry, 37-34 is my prediction. 37-34. Bengals win. I'm saying Evan McPherson walk off. Evan McPherson walk off field goal. Yes. Bengals win the Super Bowl. Just the way it's going to be, everybody. I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry if you don't agree. I'm sorry if you don't like it. Whoops. We'll see when I come back here next week to, you know, discuss what happened, get more into uh, basketball. Great time. Great time, man. It's been a great NFL season. You know, we saw the awards last night. I was right. My reward picks, and let's review them real quick. I have them written down. Let's review my awards prediction. That's, that's one other thing I wanted to do. My awards prediction I had for MVP, I had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers took on the MVP. I thought that was easy, no brainer. Offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup. He went offensive player of the year. I thought those two were really no brainers. Didn't think you really had a choice there. 
Offensive rookie of the year. Another one. Pretty much a no-brainer down the stretch. Mac Jones had a shot, but Jamar Chase all in all. I know I know Rashawn Slater got a vote, which is cool to see the offensive lineman get some love. But Jamar Chase won it, rightfully so. He deserves it. Defense player of the year, got that right. Mike, or defensive rookie of the year, got that right. Mike Parsons also, no-brainer. He was a defensive player of the year candidate. Um, the defensive player of the year was TJ Watt, also a no-brainer. He tied the sack record. Like, in playing less game in 14 games, it was insane. He had a great year and he deserved it. Um, coach of the year, Mike Vrabel. I thought Bill Belichick would have got it, but I was wrong. Mike Vrabel was a great choice, though. Absolutely. Zach Taylor was another guy that I thought you could have thrown his name out there. Mike Vrabel deserved it. It was just simple as that. So, what a year in the NFL. What a year we have coming up in the NBA. Sorry that this one was so short. I got a lot of school I'm doing right now. I just want to throw this out there, discuss my Super Bowl prediction, discuss the James Harden trade a little bit. We have a lot to look forward to. Um, we're going to have more guests on as the year go on, goes on. I just want to come on here again. Limited time this week. Trying to get all my schoolwork done before the Super Bowl. I promise we'll, uh, we'll have a longer podcast. I also like to keep them shorter just because, you know, view timing and stuff. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Sports Rate. Thank you guys for listening. And I will see you guys next time.